what it said, which was quite shocking, on page 93. It said, capture, torture Americans in living color on prime time. And that is an unbelievable statement. Then it's followed up by saying, terror attacks within the continental United States using binary biologicals take down critical infrastructure. They are going to use an EMP, which is an electromagnetic pulse. They're going to use um, radiation frequencies against our brains. First stage removal. First stage removal. Streets prohibited to non-permits in one hour. Streets prohibited to non-permits in one hour. Live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more time for the most dangerous two hours in radio on The Wake Up with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio Army. You can check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. That's onthewakeupradio.com where we have the 24-hour streaming live radio. It's 24 hours. That means you can log on there at any time. You can see the live shows or you can catch the archive shows going back three years. Now, three years? It's been three years already. Three and a half years. Damn. Time flies. It's going to be four years this October. So that means you can listen to every show back to back and still not get through them all. It would take you literally three years to get through all that content. Go back on it, check it out, see what we were talking about, especially in light of where we're at right now in 2021. You can also go check out the archives at the SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you do happen to check us out at those outlets, definitely hit that like button for us. Hit that like button, bump up, bump up our ratings, and also hit that share button. Or maybe just copy and paste it, but share this content with someone who you feel is on the wake up and ready to hear this material. It's all hands on deck right now. You know, I can hit you with a whole bunch of cliches. It's that late on the clock. Uh, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? But go check it out. <sighs> Shout out to FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. Deanne, we see you, and we are going to be looking into the fuckery right now, actually, because it is later on the clock than you think, ladies and gentlemen. You know how we do. I'm riding solo tonight, but you know how we do. Um, got to warm up the mic as usual. Thank you to everybody that's tuning in on the Instagram as well. I see you and we appreciate you. Y'all should definitely, like we always say, go check us out at onthewakeupradio.com because you know at a certain point this, this broadcast is going to be censored. It's going to be kicking people out of the broadcast, all that stuff. So we just advise people off top. Just go over to the onthewakeupradio.com so you can get the smooth, uninterrupted broadcast. Whew. How y'all doing tonight, though? It's been another, another week, you know, another week. The title of this show is Another Day in Paradise, right? You know, 
I was talking with someone, I think it was one of my insta aunties, and she was telling me I need to rewatch the movie Soylent Green. So I started to watch it. I didn't finish it yet, but so much in that movie, it's kind of like a semblance of where we're at today. Soylent Green, if you remember that movie with Charlton Heston, and you know, if you haven't seen it, the movie's like 50 years old, you know, so you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, motherfucker, like. <laughs> But in that movie, Charlton Heston plays a you know police officer. But what really caught me, and if you saw the ad for today, what really caught me with Soylent Green was in the beginning. The it showed kind of playing on events from like the eighteen hundreds, progressing through you know. 50s, 60s, 70s, to the basically the farm, colonial age, post-colonial age, to the industrial age, and then kind of where the, the industrial age led human civilization. And before you know it, there were several scenes, several scenes of people walking around with masks on their face, and it looked like N95 masks. It showed it several times, and you're just looking at it like, damn. This movie was made in like 1976 or something like that. And it goes basically from the mask age. And then you see, you know, what look like landfills, but then what also looked like barren farmland, which is also a semblance of what's going on today. Because, you know, I, I'm not sure if people are really aware, but right now we are, there, there's looming food shortages, especially if you're in the United States. There's looming food shortages, and I don't know that the media is really talking about this right now, you know. But if you look at the, you know, the intro to Soylent Green, they show the barren farmlands. That's what it looked like to me, barren farms. And, you know, just to, re just to recap on what happened, what's been going on in the last few years, you know, 2019, uh, the U.S. was getting hit hard from this extreme weather. I can't remember what state it was now. It was like Idaho or something like that. But there was a lot of farmland that was being flooded out there. And so they lost their crops, like completely got their crops wiped out for that year. A lot of places, whatever state it was, I really don't remember, Idaho, Iowa, something like that. But they got hit hard. And then the growing season was, you know, maybe it was due to the solar minimum. Maybe it was due to, it was probably a combination of like the solar minimum and the chem trailing, which was blocking the sun. But we got to see how the plants, the growth of the plants was actually stunted. So plants that should have been, you know, four or five feet tall by a certain time were like three, four feet tall. You're like, what the hell's going on out here? And again, you know, we were ringing the alarm about it here on On the Wake Up, but it, I, I don't know that the mainstream media was really pushing that story too much. They pushed it a little bit. You know what they do. They may hit on it for a week or a couple of weeks, but then disappear, go on to something else, you know? And so that was like 2018, 2019, I think around 2019. And then pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, now you have all these farmers in 2020, and y'all can look this up too. In 2020, 
you had all these farmers who were being encouraged and possibly forced to destroy their crops in 2020 because the whole um, supply chain had basically broken down. A lot of those those crops, a lot of those that that produce was going, I guess, apparently were going to the to our restaurants because restaurants were closed at that time. You had farmers who were literally being ordered to destroy those crops. We're talking onions, lettuce, corn, all kind of stuff. Like they, when I tell you tons and tons of produce were being destroyed in 2020. And again, you know, people were ringing the alarm. I know we rang the alarm about it on, on, on the wake up and we still haven't seen the real impact of this just yet. You know, like we hear that Food prices are going up. Oh, you remember that. Thank you. Thank you, Calico Black. You remember that. A lot of people don't remember that. But it's not like that food, you know, those food uh, shortages just went away. But people need to, you know, just pay attention to what's going on. That's why we always encourage people to, you know, just stock, stock up on the essentials. Stock up on things. Stock up on beans dried beans but especially canned beans you know because they um they last for a long time and it, the dried beans are cool but if you don't have water then now you have a situation oh yeah yeah right you said oh thank you calico black reminded me yes thank you you said uh they had them slaughter cattle now most of the beef is imported from china <laughs> what we're getting beef imports from China. Oh God. Oh. Oh. Who knows what kind of beef we're getting from China? We might be getting human beef from China. Not Hunan beef, human beef from China. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Oh gosh. Ugh. Ugh. That's disgusting. Yeah, because they were slaughtering so many of, they were slaughtering livestock, they were slaughtering uh, chickens as far as I know, you know. So th this is something, like this is real life right now. And as I was saying, you know, wa watching um, Soylent Green, that was just one thing that popped out at me was the the destruction of, you know, the farmlands, the barren fields. Now, for my people who are listening on Instagram, I'm telling you, go on to um, onthewakeupradio.com. I'm about to bring in a guest. I believe, oh, I believe she's here right now. You're not going to be able to hear this over the Instagram, but if you go to onthewakeupradio.com, you can listen on to this. That's this exclusive, exclusive shit. That's the only way you're going to hear it. You'll see me here on the Instagram live. But you're not going to hear the other end of the conversation. So please go to onthewakeupradio.com. I might have a couple guests on. And I'm telling you, you are going to want to hear this conversation right now. Wakeupradio.com. I'm going to pin this right here. Boom. So y'all can go to the website. Or you can check the link in my bio if you want to. Let me see if I can bring on the infamous... Hello? Peace, brother. Peace, 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 peace. How you doing, sister? Okay, let, let me bring you in properly, ladies and gentlemen. 
This is Sister Jackie Q. I got to have a conversation with the good sister um, the other night, but please let us know who you are, sister. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Kev. I am Jackie Q, and I am an advocate for our Black and disadvantaged farmers here in the United States. And I have been working um, tirelessly uh, behind the scenes for the most part, um, just uh, trying to bring some awareness to the current state that we are in. And I don't think a lot of our people really understand the crisis that we are in. I, I know that we are, uh, you know, we are seeing a lot. There's so much going on, you know, with the vaccination, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The, the wars uh, going on in Africa and mm -hmm. it's so much that's going on around us that the one thing that we really and truly need to pay attention to is the crisis with our food. Mm. So what's going on and which some of us may be aware of is that, uh, you know, the Biden administration set aside $4 billion for uh, the debt forgiveness program for black and disadvantaged farmers, right? Mm. Well, um, just to give you a little bit of history, since the early 1900s, when black farmers, we had close to a million black farmers, and we had more black farmers than white farmers, actually. And over the last hundred years, our farmers have been placed in a vice grip, in a trick bag. So mm -hmm. they've been borrowing money from USDA and FSA. And when they could not pay the money back, you know, they would come and take a portion of the land for payment. Mm. So if you can, you can do your research, all of you, I, I beg all of you to go and do your research. Since the early 1900s, wow. we have lost 90% of our agricultural property here in the United oh. States. We are down to the last 10%. Now, check out the, the trick bag. Last year during COVID, of course, a lot of us had to take out those small SBA loans, right. uh, applying for grants. Um, a lot of them had stipulations where, you know, if you prove that you, you know, utilize your, your funding, um, allocated to <coughs> allocated to uh, uh, labor um, machines uh, machinery. This is for our farmers, and mm -hmm. if you prove this, you could actually have your loan forgiven. Well, mm -hmm. about a month and a half ago, after this funding was set aside from the Biden administration, twelve white farmers filed a discriminatory lawsuit against the Debt Forgiveness Act, mm. and a judge in Milwaukee upheld it. So mm. what that means is that the last 10% of land that Black farmers own here in the United States is at jeopardy of being foreclosed on. Whether or not that means anything to us, I'm not sure, but this is what puts fear in me, is that who will have control over our food? Right. 
Right. And, you know, I started off the program talking about, uh, do you remember the movie Soylent Green? I don't know if I'm familiar with that. With Charlton Heston. That's the one back in like 1976. And they had these little green blocks that the people would eat. You know, like the, com the country was completely, in were completely destitute at that point. And, you know, spare you the details of the actual movie. It's a good movie. You should check it out when you get a I chance. Will. I but will. one thing, as I was watching the intro of this movie the other day, I was noticing the farmland. Like, there were, there were farms. You know, you see tractors, but the farmland was barren. And I said, oh, shoot. Like, that's almost like what we see today, a version of what we see today. And we see how even in 2020, so many farmers were ordered to destroy their crops. Yes. You remember that, right? Yes. They were ordered to destroy their crops. The supply chain uh, had broken down. Mm -hmm. They could, there were no, the restaurants were no longer open. So people just had to destroy them. Like if nothing else, they could have given away that food, you know? Yes. They could have found ways to can it, store it, dry it, whatever they had to do. But for whatever reason, they were ordered to destroy it. Mm -hmm. And so what you're talking about, it's like, it, it seems like, it's the systematic destruction of agriculture in this country and probably around the world, but especially when it applies to our black people, our melanated people. Yes. And the, what's taking place is that uh, our farmers are applying for grants and being denied. But it's mm. nothing new. It's what's been taking place in the over right. the last century. You know that this is the reason why ninety percent of the land is gone. Uh, mm -hmm. If you talk to black farmers, they'll tell you. You know, we fill out our applications. We we take it to the local FSA before we can even get out the door. Our application is in the garbage. Wow. So there's been so many cases filed over the last uh, couple decades, and only one case was actually uh, heard. Um, over the last 20 years with the Office mm. of Civil Rights, with the USDA. They mm. are not trying to provide assistance to Black farmers, Black and disadvantaged. Um, mm. And that loophole by using Black is why the white farmers filed the discriminatory lawsuit. Just using the word Black. Mm. So what's happened is the Black people, Black farmers are being excluded while the white farmers are snatching up all the funding, all the grant money. So the, getting, wait, yes. so the white farmers are getting the grant money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, they are. So all that food they threw away last year when we saw those mounds of yes. potatoes and mounds yes. of this and that, they didn't care. It didn't matter to them. They knew that there was going to be funding set aside for them that they can tap. And they knew that black farmers were not really going to see any of that. And 8%, wow. 8% of our farmers actually got approved for some sort of funding. 8%. 8%. That's it. So, um, so, and I, I just want to say, so this is 8% of the remaining 10% of our farmers. No, it's only 10% of land. Oh, only 10% of land. So we had okay, we thanks. had over a million farmers. Mm -hmm. We are down to, and no one can actually quote uh, uh, an exact number, but if you hear other farmers talk, because they do talk to each other, 
Mm -hmm. um, we may be down to about, uh, it says 45,000 when you Google it, but it's much less. Believe that. Wow. From a million down to about, let's say, maybe 22,000, 22 to 30,000 black farmers. Wow. That's it. So um, it tells you uh, the systematic uh, squeeze that we have been in over the last century. And, you know, the farmers haven't really turned to, you know, the, the residents and their communities or their brothers and sisters to help. Um, they've been fighting this, this silent battle um, over a century now. And uh, what we're asking, uh, I'm with 2020 Farmers Cooperative, which is we are pushing this movement. We're trying to bring as much awareness to it as possible. What we've asked is all farmers come underneath one umbrella. Mm. And then we ask all of our brothers and sisters out here who um, are worried about our food supply, because the one thing that we do need to survive is food. Right. We can, we could chase the bag all day. Right. But um, we can't eat the bag but we need food to eat. And it's not about the water. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not about the money. USDA, they don't want the money back from the black farmers. They could care less about <laughs> They the don't care. They don't, they don't care. care. They don't <laughs> care about the money at all. They want the land, just like right. Bill Gates is out here buying up all this land. Right. They want the land. The land has fresh running water. Right. So maybe they know something that we don't something that's coming down the pipeline who knows they're up to something we don't know exactly what they're up to but what we do know is that we better control some some uh some of our food source we we have to keep control over that we need it mm -hmm. um in order to survive we're, now we are down to survival of the fittest this right. is war we are at a precipice and um you know everybody is going about their day-to-day -day lives and not really paying attention to what's getting ready to hit us and we can't wait until the final hour so some of us are out here and we see the train on the tracks and we're trying to ring the alarm we're, we're sounding the alarm right now and mm -hmm. letting our people know listen the time is now Become a, a, a unglued to social media. Pay attention to what's happening. The prices right. in the supermarkets are skyrocketing. You're not going to be able to afford food. You're going to be excluded. Right. But what we better do is either start planting in our backyards, um, which is something that uh, the co-op is also teaching us how to grow little food boxes, um, trying to tap into the HBCUs with their agricultural programs so we can get right. instructors. Yes. Because how many of those HBCUs actually started as agricultural schools? Many. So they have the facilities, they have the land. Yes. They just have to have the willing. But I went to Hampton. I went to Hampton University. That started as an agricultural school. Can't tell you how much of that farmland is just not being used for anything right now. It's just grass yes. and fields. Yes. US, uh, um, we actually just partnered with UDC here um, in, in the DMV area. Mm -hmm. And um, they have property that we are trying to um, utilize as well. I mean, we even if we have to lease it, but the 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 
point is that we have to unite. It's it's a must. At this point, we don't have a choice. You know, and I, I and I understand that a lot of us are busy. I get that part. I understand that a lot of us don't want to deal with each other when it comes down to business, um, because the because of the trust factor, we don't have right. trust in each other. But um, when your when your stomach is touching your your back and you're hungry, and you don't know how you're going to feed your children. Um, it, you know, I, I don't understand how we cannot unite and get behind this effort because we are, we are the crisis right, right now as we speak. Right now, the crisis is right now. And now. that's what people don't, don't really grasp, I think. And, you know, it, it's not, I, th I feel like it's not as easy to see it, you know, kind of like you said, because we're caught up in our day-to-day -day activities, whether it's just putting food on the table. Like, uh, okay, I'll say it like this. One this evening, like in this conversation, I'm gonna throw some things at you, just bounce some ideas off of you to, to even push this conversation forward a little harder because there's a lot of things that need to be addressed and you're right, we are at war. And some things that I've been hearing are coming down the line. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we, we can get to that as the conversation goes on. We're, we're just warming it up right now. But one thing that you know, kind of occurred to me over the years is having to make serious lifestyle changes in order to be able to live this lifestyle. Like I, I, we were talking the other day, you and I, and now I have a plot. I have a couple beds in a community garden. And yes. so I have to, I have to literally gear my life in a way where I can go to that garden because it's not close to where I live. That's the other part. So I have to travel, you know, it's not that far, it's probably 20, 30 minutes away, but it's not like walking distance where I can just pop in and do my thing and leave. Yeah. I have to go there and, you know, I have to travel on the train to get over mm -hmm. there. Then I have to deal with the stuff. Sometimes there's weeds, sometimes, you know what I mean? I have to, yes. cool, you, know, you know, all that stuff to take care of the plot. And then after that, like I noticed that when I'm there, I'll probably be there two or three hours just cleaning up. And then finally uh, reaping some of what I have, you know, because I have a bunch of kale growing there. So I'm able to pull this kale and it's great. But then when I get home, I have to wash the kale, I have to prep it, all that stuff. Like yes. as I was learning, you know, some agricultural stuff, one of my um, teachers, one of my mentors, you know, he explained to me, he said, you're either selling it or you're smelling it. Right? <laughs> now, I'm not selling my stuff, but. If I don't do what I have to do with it, then I will definitely be smelling it. Yes. So, for and this is for anybody who's listening who, you know, even wants to have a plot, whether it's just to grow your own stuff, like you have to, it's the sweat equity. You have to put in the sweat equity to get the outcome that you want. So, yeah, Absolutely. you're getting free veggies. You know, you don't have to pay for that produce at, at this time. But you do, you're going to have to sweat to get it. You're going to have to wash it up, take care of it. You're going to have to be consistent and diligent with it or it's going to fall to the wayside. And so what you're talking about, it's going to kind of, it's going to take a whole change in mind state yes. in order for it to happen. And so one thing I want to throw at you is that the timetable is short. We don't have as much time as we think we have to make these changes. And I just want to say, if you're listening on the IG, 
tune into onthewakeupradio.com so you can really hear this conversation. I'm talking with Sister Jackie Q right now. We're talking about black agriculture and how to move forward with this in this country right now. If you want to get in on this conversation, go to onthewakeupradio.com. It's urgent. It's dire. We're, we're in a we're at a precipice, and um, you know everybody's been so excited to get back outside and mm-hmm. you know live a little life, and you know it's it's strategic. Yes, it's strategic. There, everything that is done, there's a motive behind it. There's always a reason why something comes out at the this time or. Um, you know, and they're using us as pawns as well. Exactly. So you got it. You got to keep in mind as well. You know, they're giving out EBT to everybody. Everybody, mm. any and everybody mm-hmm. who want to apply for EBT can get it. And they're also giving out on top of that P EBT, which is pandemic EBT. Right. But you're limited as to where you can spend your benefits. And right. Just, you can't spend it with black farmers. Mm. You're being used as a pawn to exclude them. Exactly. And that's one thing that we don't realize. It's just that, hey, hey, we got a little bit of, they giving out these EBT, let's go snatch them up. But Mm. you don't realize by you snatching them and going to the supermarket, they give you about, mm, what, 150? And then you're going to go in your pocket with another 150 because 150 is not enough to feed your family. Right. It's nothing. No. So you're going to dig in your pocket with and add another 150 of your money. That's $300 that goes to them. Mm-hmm. Because if you look around in the supermarkets, all of those products in there, they're not from our black farmers. Oh, sister. And the, the <laughs> talking about the products, I, I can't pull up the picture right now. I have it on my phone. So even the quality of the products. Now, you're probably aware that they brought back MSG, Mm. right? Mm. Monosodium glutamate. They brought it back. When I grew up in the 80s, folks, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, okay? I remember MSG. I remember when they banned MSG or they said, you know, right? Stores could no longer. It's already on the seasoning bottle. (laughs) Right. MSG. No MSG. Uh, restaurants could not use MSG because it was cancerous. Uh, it was all kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Caused all kind of stuff. But MSG is back. They must have lined some pockets. They must have, you know, <laughs> I won't be vulgar with you on the yeah. phone. You, you know, know what I'm what saying? They, did. They, they was clap, clapping those cheeks. Yeah. They was clapping those ass cheeks for the right yeah. people in order to get the whatever passed because now you have people promoting it but let me tell you because i found three products today three products today two caribbean products um one of them was for cook up rice for all my guyanese people if you like cook up rice look at the back of the packaging because they don't even say msg now they say b621 i believe I think it's B621, first mm-hmm. ingredient. And when you look up B, let me just make sure I'm not lying to my folks. Is it B621? B621. B621, um, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's B630. I don't know what it is. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But it's uh it's it's uh <laughs> it's a it's initials and um it's it's MSG. Yeah, they hood. And, when, they they hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this is in so many of our products right now. 
-hmm. It's in so many of our, I found the, the one for cook up rice, one for, I can't remember what else it was, uh, stir fry, and then one for the bouillon cubes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> like you said, hood with E621, E621, like elephant, Echo 621. Folks, look that up. E621, that is monosodium glutamate, MSG. Mm -hmm. All right. But so what you're talking about, sister, so now we have people spending all this money on these uh, with their, their EBT money, spending the EBT and then coming out of their pockets for products that not only are they not going to black farmers, but they're also poisoning their families, literally in the literal, literal yeah. sense, poisoning their families. And people don't have the knowledge. They, they haven't been educated to understand that this is what's going on. And like you've been saying, and like we've been saying on this show, it's warfare and folks are unaware that the, the depths to which these people will go to destroy us in the end of the day. And, Absolutely. and, and it, this isn't some conspiracy theory stuff. And this is where people get it twisted because they think, Oh, you know, Oh, that's conspiracy theory. No, read the back of your package. Read, read every label that you bring into your house and tell me these motherfuckers aren't trying to kill you, okay? Read the labels in the back of your house. This is what I do, and this is what I tell people to do, okay? You look at the back of a package, find the first, the, the, the ingredients, go, go ingredient by ingredient. If you don't know what it is or what it does, look it up, and behind that, type in toxicity. So you can put in E621 toxicity and see what comes up. Yeah. Simple way, simple way to test what's going to see a brother Cam and Sister Jackie are lying to you right now, okay? Well, uh, brother Cam, listen, if the 600,000 black and brown folks that passed away last year from COVID because they were in the worst shape, mm -hmm. in the worst state of health, they had no fight against a virus right? because of what we eat. How can we not, uh, how can we ignore that? Here's the thing. I, I, I thought about it. I said, you know, we're, we're eating from people who hate us. Ooh. We don't know what they're putting in our foods. And what's the best way, if you want to commit genocide, if you wanted to. Right. What's the best way of doing it? Put it in the food. By what we ingest. Right. We Ooh, saw that last, we saw that last year. They don't even need to go and research a label. Right. They, they saw it with their own eyes. We all saw it last year. 600,000. As far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned, we would be foolish, beyond foolish. We might as well just give us give our bodies to them. Mm -hmm. If we if we do not fight for the last ten percent of our own food, right? If we did go to war, if what will our soldiers eat? Where they, who's gonna who's gonna give them food? Right. If Ooh, we they, okay, the enemy. Okay. <laughs> you understand? Germany's fighting the U.S. and Germany is feeding the U.S. soldiers, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to be eating? If we, I mean, we cannot be this ignorant. We cannot be this ignorant mm -hmm. to see it and not do anything about it. 
what are we waiting for? We waiting for the final hour? Yes. To, to see who's going to come and save us? Sister, you said something. You said we all saw it happen last year. We all saw it, but did we all know what we were looking at when we saw it? Death. You, you remember, uh, you know, you hear about the, the, the cattle cars in Nazi Germany or in Soviet Russia, right? Mm-hmm. There's a chance that some people thought that those people were getting on those cars to go to a better life. Oh no, they they no, they're going they're going to a they're going to the coast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're going on a vacation. Yeah, summer camp. <laughs> summer camp, right? Exactly. Camp, camp FEMA. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because how? Because you said it, sister. It's the people that were um especially who had uh, compromised immune systems, compromised. It, it, was not, it wasn't just healthy people, for the most part, who were dying. Most of the people who were dying had serious underlying conditions, diabetes, hypertension, um, yes. heart disease. Yes. You Hopefully. know, it's, it's you know? basically we were primed. Yes. We were primed over the years. Mm. Uh, they knew over we had no fight over the years. Over the years, you said that's important, and that's something that it is 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 we cannot be this distracted. We're on social media twenty four seven, and if we are not tuning in to what's happening to us, and we cannot keep going and marching on Capitol Hill every time we see one of our brothers and sisters right. being snuffed out. You know, right. we go, that's when we unite. We unite when we see the injustice done to our bodies, when we see mm. it. But it's still being done. It's yep. being done now. Yep. Because we are ingesting it. So what will it take for us to wake up and say the time is now. We are at the last grab. We're calling it the final grab. Mm -hmm. The farmers are calling it the final grab. Wow. 10% is left. 10%. I, I don't know what else to say except for join, <laughs> join together. Yeah. Join together, get behind the farmers. It's not only if we can't save the property, and that's a big if. Right. Depending on this lawsuit, one black farmer filed a counter, and it's going to be heard in Nashville, Tennessee, within the next, I would say, two weeks. And Ooh. we all need to be paying attention to that because based on that decision is how the judges will rule. Either they will be ruling in the favor of the 12 white farmers mm -hmm. or they'll be ruling in the favor of this one black farmer. And that gives us a good footing as far as how we move forward with having the funding released. Until then, USDA is not waiting. They want their right. money. Either right. you come up with the money or we snatch the land. And but where's the money coming from if they have no place to sell their produce? Right. And look at the venue you just said, Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. To, to decide if black farmers or, or if, if, if it's racist mm -hmm. or if it's discriminatory. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's a setup right there. Listen, history repeats itself. Mm. And we, we, are, we are familiar with history. That's why from 100% to 10%, that's history. Right. So what are we waiting for? 
What are we waiting for? Um, sister, I want to uh, read these. I just pulled up this website. I, like I said, I typed in MSG toxicity. So this is some of the side effects of MSG. It says these reactions known as MSG symptom complex may include headache, sometimes called MSG headache, flushing, sweating, sense of facial pressure or tightness, numbness, tingling, or burning in or around the mouth, rapid fluttering heartbeats, heart palpitations, chest pain, shortness of breath, nausea, weakness, diarrhea. I mean, some of these sound like COVID wow. symptoms to me. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> sure do. So <laughs> like you said, the bodies, people's bodies have been primed for years Yes. for just such an epidemic or just such a pandemic to come around because now their bodies are weak. They already have heart issues. What about people who are eating MSG every day? Oh, you know, I feel oh, I'm having fluttering in my chest, but I don't know what it's from. Yes. I'm having shortness of breath, but I don't know what it's from. What about those that have take, taken those uh, uh, the COVID vaccinations that causes blood clots? Right. It's very easy for a blood clot to um, uh, to exist in a in a body that already has existing ailments. Exactly. Underlying, we don't even know it. We're walking around here thinking that we're healthy. We have no idea how uh, bad of a condition we are in <laughs> from, just from the foods we are eating. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be foolish enough to continue to eat from the palms of their hands. Right. Um, but that's the situation that we're looking at if we do not fight for the last bit of land and food we have. Um, we might as well say it's over at that point. Yeah. We can just throw the towel in and be done. Um, because uh, Henry, Henry Kissinger, there's a quote, uh, I'm not going to um, say the entire quote, just the first line, it said, um, one who controls the food controls the nation. Exactly. Exactly. When we, when we lose our last 10%, we're done. We're mm -hmm. up shit's creek without a paddle. And, and what you said, what you did, that quote you just quoted, that's their, been their policy <laughs> towards us for how long since the beginning since the beginning since the beginning that's their rule of thumb thank you that is thank their rule you. of thumb and we are so busy trying to be like them and 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 uh you know emulating them mm -hmm. we we want the riches and uh you know the the fame and the power but look at what they had to do to get it Exactly. They committed. They committed genocide to get it, and our people aren't ready to pay those type of dues. That you don't want that stain on your soul to do what these people had to do to get that type of power. Well, you know, we might not want it, but you know, when it comes down to selling your soul to the devil, mm -hmm. the devil is favorable to those that do. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. look at how our, our brothers and sisters are gunning each other down. Right. The favor is being paid. Mm. When we want what they want, what those evildoers are doing, and what we idolize them as gods, the, pavor, the favor is being paid. Mm. <laughs> We're being favored right now. Mm. But we have to detach ourselves and heal, unlearn, everything that we thought 
um, was the right way to go. You know, um, we, we, we work every day for status. Um, you right. know, we cut throat for status. We stab our own brothers and sisters in the back for status. Chasing right. the bag. Chasing the bag. Mm. But at the end of the day, Brother Cam, you can't eat money. Mm. And when your money is no good to them, the one thing you better have is some <laughs> food and water. <laughs> right. Because what if they decide to change up the money system? Oh, is that a greenback? Oh, we don't use those anymore. They are already doing it. <laughs> cryptocurrency. Everybody's getting into the cryptocurrency space. Mm -hmm. All of the financial institutions, when they were opposed right. to it in the very beginning, right? Um, when you had Wall Street opposed to cryptocurrency in the beginning, now they're all converting over. And yes. we think that chasing a bag and having that dollar bill is going to sustain us. Um, no, it's not. Food and water will sustain us. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. And look, I mean, look at the, the, the water. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't have the website up with me right now, but I'll see if I can find it while we're on this, this show tonight. But there's a website you can go to to find out the toxicity of your water, where you type in your your um zip code and it lets you know. I looked up, I, I'm in uh, I'm in uh New York City. I looked at the toxicity, it is uh, horrific when you read what's in the water. I mean, there are so many different chemicals that uh, alone and when coupled together are carcinogenic. And it says someone there and it shows the rate of them, you know, 200 percent above the safe level. Like what? This is in our drinking water. Mm -hmm. And that's just one chemical. You know what I'm saying? And you'll have a list of 10, 20 of those. Yeah. Each of them as toxic. <laughs> and, you know. they, they've got us. They've got us on the waterfront, you know. The, yes. And the policy now, and it's been like this for a while, but um, having people drink recycled water, you know, the <laughs> recycled toilet water, that's, so, that's not forward so progress. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And here's the thing. Um, remember, the water system was hacked last year. Thank you. Talk about it, sister. <laughs> it was hacked. Um, and if that gentleman wasn't sitting right there at his desk, watching the Thank levels you. of Thank this you. chemical being increased <laughs> in the water supply, then we would have been in some serious trouble. Thank um, you. But luckily he sat there, he saw the numbers being increased and he stopped it. He realized that we were being hacked. Right. But that's when we allow someone to control us. That's when we yep. put full trust in others that have shown their card time and time and time again. They have shown us who they are and yep. we still feed and drink from their hands. Yep. Still. I mean, I, I, what more is it going to take besides just going on out there and just laying our bodies down and giving, giving ourselves over to them? Well, th th I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to for some people. I, I'm at a point right now, sister, where like I can only really have conversations with people like you. You know, like I'm not about to try to convince people that something needs to be done. It's okay if someone doesn't have all the information. I know I don't have all the information, but I'm willing to learn. You know, I, I can't deal with anybody who's not willing to learn. Either you're going to be teaching me something 
or you want to learn something from me or we can work and build together, you know, absolutely, or all the, or all the above. But to sit here and try to convince someone like, yeah, we should grow our food. We should be, you know, have some control. Listen, I've been, I've been beating this, <laughs> beating this alarm, beating this drum for 20 years, sister, yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, I've seen an evolution in people's thought because now these, these conversations are more commonplace. And now with social media, people are openly having these conversations. And I see some great work going on out there. People moving to the continent, the Caribbean, you know, to Costa Rica and, yes. you know, and, and they're getting land and they're on it. They say, nah, fuck this. We're getting out of Babylon because we know what time it is. But to sit here and now try to convince people, one thing, two things I'm not doing, I'm not trying to convince people and I'm not arguing or fussing with people. I'm not. No. If I gotta fight with you mm -mm. to save yourself, I don't need you anywhere around me at this yeah, point. It's too much life. work. It's too much work that needs to be done to mm -hmm. be distracted and caught up on these same mundane conversations mm -hmm. about, oh, the black man and the black woman and the black this mm -hmm. and black that. Mm -hmm. Food. Listen, <laughs> we need sister, food. I'm a black man. You're a black woman. This is our second conversation in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no problem between the black men and the black women. You know what I'm saying? No, like we, we just need to communicate with each other and get all the extra shit out of the way. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Listen, let me tell you something, brother Cam. The extra shit is done. It's in Thank the past. You. Thank you. It's in the past. Let's not keep talking about it. Thank Let's you. Let's not keep talking about it. Let's talk about how where do we go from here. Thank you. That's I got it. That's I got cool. your back. You got my back. Exactly. That's all that matters. That's all exactly. that matters. And we'll it's figure out the rest. Brothers and sisters, I don't want <laughs> I don't want anything from my brothers and sisters except for unity. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want from you. Plain and simple. That's it. And we can go so far because we have the power and we have the capability to but what we must do is unite there's mm -hmm. no other way of doing it except for uniting so mm -hmm. i ask i i i am at the point of begging my brothers and sisters to snap out of it wake excuse my expression Say wake it. the fuck up there is no more time to waste. We don't care about Cardi B. We mm -hmm. don't care about Meg the Stallion. Mm -hmm. We don't care about the NBA players, the, mm -hmm. the, the football. We don't care about none of that mm -hmm. shit. It's a distraction. Big distraction. Don't get me wrong. There's still our brothers and sisters. But if they're not telling you what's coming and what's heading our way, then let them rock on. But what mm -hmm. you need to do is figure out how you're going to put food in front of your children. Right. And that's not going to come through them. Right. It's that's not. Gonna, that's going to come from our work, from the right. work we're doing. Because if they wanted to do it, they would be doing it. They have that's the money to bail out our farmers. One of them. One of them can bail out our farmers. One of them. Right. But they're not talking about this. They can care less. They can hop on a private jet and be out of here. Thank you. And the rest of us will be stuck trying to figure it out and fighting on the front lines mm -hmm. while they're on an island that they already own. Thank you. So, with, with their families. Yes. Safe. <laughs> safe. Safe. 
So we we have to wake up. It is a must. And I'm passionate about this. And when I tell you, I'm nobody's, I'm not getting paid. Right. I'm dedicating my time. My time. I have three mm -hmm. children. Mm. And I'm sitting here on this phone from morning to morning. I'm burning a candle on both ends because I know the situation that we are in. And I know a few of us realize what's going on. But mm. the majority of us need to understand we are at war. Whether you see yeah. guns or, or you know, you see the military, that's not what war looks like all the right. time. Right. Yes. Talk about it. <laughs> that is not what war looks like all the time. Thank war you. was the COVID. Thank that, you. That was biological warfare. Right. So we got <laughs> we 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 have to smarten up. <clears throat> um, we have to pay more attention, and we we have to understand that the one thing that we need to survive is food and water. That's it nothing else we can build a nation we can start over again from wherever we are right we need to eat period right. so um uh let's let's get it together join 2020 farmers co-op that's 2020 2020 farmers co-op co-op.com either you can join as a shareholder uh, um, private equity investor, come on as a gold member, come on as a farmer. I don't care if you farm in the country or you farm on top of the roof in the city. It does not matter whether you mm. have a community garden, you are a farmer. Come underneath the umbrella. If they release the funding, then we get to apply for funding and we get to di divide that funding amongst all farmers underneath that umbrella. Okay. We, we have we have to be well protected. We mm -hmm. have to strategize and we need farmers to be open to our brothers and sisters investing in their property and their crops. So we also benefit from the dividends and we recycle our black dollar. And that's the way forward. We have to be forward thinkers um, right so, now. We just need to get out of this crisis. So. I just want to make sure everybody caught that 2020farmerscoop.com become a part of the co-op if you just like sister Jackie said whether you are a farmer large scale farmer or you have, are a part of a community garden and you grow your own just for you and your family and some of your friends join the 2020farmers co-op and that way now you fall under that umbrella of black farmers and in a more unified front. And as if and if if these uh, funds are distributed, now you are part of a collective who can move collectively forward. OK, there may at some point be funds available, but more importantly, you, you're part of a network of other black farmers around this nation and around the world. OK, yes. You have folks talking about reparations. This is reparations right here. Reparations is about repairing uh, um, a people who have been destroyed on all fronts, educationally, um, uh, educationally, socially, culturally, spiritually, economically. economically. Okay, so this is one way of 
taking back what has been taken. And, and this goes beyond asking somebody for reparations back. Now, this goes to, this goes to no, we're going to create our own reparations, okay? Again, with sweat equity. Yes. I may not own land, but I may have access, like you said, to a rooftop or a plot. Or I mean, I think you and I were talking about all the tree pits, right? Yes, Brother Cam, but you know, one of the farmers actually broke it down to me. And when he said it, I was like in shock. Those mm -hmm. little spaces in between the sidewalk and the mm -hmm. curb, most of the time, you know, it may be a little dirt, a little grass, mm -hmm. or, but you see the city come through and plant trees, right? In those yep. little, little square spaces. Yep. Little did I know that if you actually started growing in that little spot, you can apply for farming funds. You are considered a farmer. And that little space, as long as you're growing, funds are available to you as a farmer. And these are the things that if we were united, we would know it. If we were right. not distracted, we would know it. We wouldn't have to be out there chasing the bag so hard and right. be, being pimped and capitalized on. Right. And yeah. <laughs> right there. I mean, imagine brothers and sisters knew that all across America. Do you, do you come on? The, the, yes. uh, oh, I got a farm space right here. I got That's a right. two by two foot farm. Yeah. I'm a farmer. Come see some cherry tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come see my collard greens. <laughs> come see my sweet potatoes. Yeah. I said, come yeah. see my okra. I yeah. got it. And see, that's the thing. That's what the co-op teaches. So we're trying to get the youth involved because, you know, the the, the older generation of farmers, mm -hmm. they're who comes behind them. Right. And so we, we have to get the youth involved. We have to learn how to grow smart. We have to learn how to grow out of little food boxes at our house, mm -hmm. um, little 10 by 10 plots in the backyard. We will teach you all of that. We even give seeds for hemp. In the cannabis wow. space. Uh, yes, we provide the seeds. We wow. provide the seeds and we provide a grow plan. All you need is one acre. And we give you the seeds to grow. And what we're trying to do is verti vertically integrate um, our farmers. That means we're trying to teach them how to take their produce from seed to shelf from seed to mm. shelf and in order and they they're so traditional in farming um you know i was speaking to one of the farmers that grows uh collard greens and watermelons and i said to him i said you haven't taken your collard greens and chopped them up and seasoned them and put some preservatives on them put them in a can and put a label on them no mm. no no I, I don't have time for that what do you mean you do. <laughs> yes what you do, do you, mean? <laughs> you understand and, mm -hmm. and, and, and when you start talking to them, you hear more and more and more of this. And then the younger generation, we're go-getters. Right. You know, we're taking social media by storm. We're starting our own businesses. We're becoming entrepreneurs. You know, give us the greens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Let us invest. Give us an opportunity. Give us a shot to get in the agribusiness space. Right. Sister, I'm... Yes. I'm um, looking to get some canning stuff going on, uh, you know, for myself. 
Like I have, a, I was talking. I was talking to um, somebody was a client of mine. She's like, "Oh yeah, I can my food this and that." I was like, "What? That because I've always, I've known about canning, but I don't know how to do it." But that let me know. Okay, no, that's not so far fetched. Let me just get what I need so I can can my stuff. You know what yes. I'm saying? So I'm not. So I don't want to buy canned beans at the store. Fuck that. <laughs> let me cook, soak my beans, even maybe. Put nice them up with whatever seasonings I want to, and then can them myself. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. maybe the natural progression will be to sell those. But if nothing else, I'll have those cans of beans for myself. Well, here's the wonderful thing about a collective, mm-hmm. the co-op. It's it's not it's not a new structure. That structure has right. been in place for forever. Right. But could you imagine if all of the farmers? was underneath this one umbrella. And then we had non-farmers, which are the consumers, because we are the biggest consumers in mm-hmm. the United States, period. Right. right. We are also underneath that same umbrella as supporters, as equity investors, right? Mm. If we are the ones that are buying from the farmers, right? Mm-hmm. And we're also receiving dividends from what we buy, then we are recycling a dollar in our own communities. Mm. We are able to self-sustain in our own communities because the farmers will be providing what we need. We don't need to look anywhere else. We not only have fresh produce, we have ranchers. But there is not one black dairy farmer, not one. What? No. No. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Not one. That's interesting. Not one black dairy farmer. No. Not hmm. on a big scale. No. Wow. Absolutely not. So uh, that just tells you <laughs> how we've been excluded from the space. Yeah. Um, and we just need to get involved. We need. We really do. We need to get involved ASAP, though. Um, especially now that they're looking at snatching the land and foreclosing on the land. But um, the way forward, if they do take the land, we're looking for, um, you know, our brothers and sisters who have air property. Um, So we can find a spot for the farmers with the knowledge. They've been doing this for generations. They need land to work off of. So that is at least an alternative plan of action that we can uh, find air property and lease it, lease it out to the farmers. You said air property? Yes, air, any type of property that has been left to um, heirs. Oh, heirs, oh, H-E-I-R, okay, okay, yes. I got you, yeah. got you. Call it air property. Got you. So anybody out there that has air property needs to join the co-op as well. Anybody that's looking to volunteer, we need grant writers, we need uh, legal advocates, we need uh, government advocates. We need uh, instructors. We need help uh, farmers' aides. Anybody that can go to the farms and, and give a helping hand mm-hmm. or either shadow and learn how to grow from a farmer. They mm-hmm. need us. They need us. They've been fighting this uh, uh, battles quietly. Um, but now we know, you know, we're, we're pushing it out there. But they right. do need our help. And um, this is what communities do. We, we get together and we rally behind each other. We support each other um, the same way we did with Black Lives Matter. Well, our black farmers matter. Right. Our, our food matters. 
Shit, I mean, that's a nice little slogan, right? People love slogans today. Black farmers matter. Black farmers matter. And uh, they're they're in a crisis right now. And I and it was depressing uh, in a Zoom meeting that I was in just to see, just to see the look on their faces. Um, mm. They they just they were staring out in space because you're talking about generational property, right? Mm. That means that as soon as they became freedmen, they had this property. So. Our ancestors actually worked on these farms, right? And to see it all being taken is is heartbreaking to me. Um, but the fear that comes along with it is, where do we go from from here if we don't have any control of our food? If you're living in the city, where are you going to grow? Right. How community. How many community gardens are available to all the black and brown? people in the cities in these densely populated areas. Right, and well, one thing I wanted to throw out there too, so even in the cities, a city like New York, you see certain vacant land, you say, why is nothing going on in this land? Even before you wanna start farming on there, there might be some toxic shit on that land. Yes. Which I learned, you know, kind of throughout this process, like, hold on. Okay, yeah, you can start growing stuff on there, but what's underneath? What toxic yeah. chemical that they couldn't clean up in the first place? Oh, yeah, you can grow on there. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, grow your yeah. collard greens on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like you said, it's war, sister. And so there's it so is. many different fronts, so many different angles to approach this because it, let's say you do come across a piece of vacant lot or something that can be used as a community garden even, but now you don't know the soil content. You don't know what's yes. down there in the first place. So, you know, we have to have experts to go through whether, you know, scra- put scrape our nickels together so that we can get the soil tested. Yes. Or just to have the no- the knowledge to know where to get these things to, to get these soil samples tested in the first place. Like, the, H- the HBCUs that we're trying to tap, that we're trying to partner it. with. They can do it? Absolutely. They have agricultural programs. They can test soil. Wow. They have labs. <laughs> so okay. it is okay. important. It, that That is the reason why we're trying to get on a united front um, and, you know, and, and try to be as successful as it as we can possibly be, because that is the way that we'll be moving forward. Um, detaching so our farmers wouldn't have to depend on the USDA or their local FSAs to, to fund them, then they'll be funded by the community. Right. Because they'll be the ones sustaining the community. Right. Um, and there's more than enough farmers to meet our demand, more than enough to meet our demand. Mm. So what we are asking for them to do is just join, even if they just fill out a contact us form, a volunteer form, it doesn't matter, just join. And what we're going to do is just look at it from a regional perspective. Um, I'm building a regional database and I'm going to partner consumers with farmers that are in their local region um, in the vicinity vicinity. So that means that if we're Mm. we're creating we're creating a food program as well, um, which is going to be a virtual farmers market. So the farmers would be able to package and ship. 
and consumers mm. would be able to order directly from our black and disadvantaged farmers. Wow, that's powerful right there. And you know, I feel like kind of this COVID climate has made that as kind of jump, not jump started, but kind of fast forward that process where now that's a thing, you know? Yes. Where, okay, how do we get this food to this household as fast as possible? Now there are more avenues to do that. Yes. You know, and now people are thinking differently, even down to apps, you know, like what happens when if there's an app in the future where the black farmer app where you order it and then you order it, you just click it on the app and then it comes from the closest distributor or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's like and with something with, with what you're talking about, we need fresh minds on it at this point. We got them. We're working. We are actually... Um, partnered with melanatedpeople.net, mm. which is an all-black social media um, website, and it's private. Mm. So we get to talk all talk. <laughs> okay. Without without being uh, put in jail or suspended, um, and we are building the program there. We are, we have over uh, hundred and eight thousand conscious mm. black folks. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Melanatedpeople.net, you said? Melanatedpeople.net. Okay, sister. I will be yes. doing that. I'm also on the staff there as well. <laughs> so I'm at, come on over. This is where the work is being done. Um, there's so many groups. Um, we're, we're just, we're strategizing. We're working with strategizing. So um, invite everybody to come home to your own people. Um, so you don't have to worry about being antagonized for feeling the way that you feel and speaking freely about what's been taking place with us. Right. So um, that is another effort. I'm also working uh, an effort uh, with the land development project in Senegal, Africa, mm -hmm. with the Bada, uh, US. And uh, this brother, LaQuay Longerwell, is absolutely amazing. He's an international economist. He has moved from Atlantic City, New Jersey to Senegal, Africa. He's actually on the continent and living. And he, we just acquired uh, 10 acres of agricultural property to start growing. So mm. by us doing that and investing, we actually have a footprint here and a footprint there. So if we need to, um, that's a place to go. So okay. um, it's, it's a lot of different efforts. And um, if you're interested in that as well, I can be contacted at uh, lovelyj. It's in uh, my Instagram. You can DM me there. It's L-U-V dot L-E-E-J-A-Y. Lovelyj. Okay, um, I see you. Yes. And just uh, hit me up. If you're interested in investing in uh, Senegal, um, you know, he moved over there. So the United States, um, you know, and their restrictions in the cannabis space. Mm. Um, wow. He, he doesn't have to worry about it there. So I wanted to get into the cannabis industry and now it's $2 million basically to get a license. So forget that. Let so me, let me invest with this brother 
and let me, Senegal. Let me tell you, because, you know, I don't talk about this a lot, but I was actually working in that industry. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it from the ground up and I see how even especially in this country, how they want to excess out of it. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, you know, whether, you know, these you have farmers in the hills, white farmers up in the hills, but they always need to bring it to market, you know? Yeah. And they a lot of times you'll see our people, you'll see Africans, you'll see Caribbean people, you'll see melanated people, black Americans in general, who are in positions where they are around it and working in that industry, but they don't have control. And you, you can be a worker bee all you want, but the minute you want to branch off and do your own thing, that's when you start to see the pushback. That's when you start to see the hate and the envy. But, yes. you know, but I feel like if, if anybody, if anybody, we should be at the forefront of that industry. We were mm. at first. Um, I live in the state of Maryland, and mm-hmm. I remember right at the beginning of the process when they became, um, when they were considering legalizing uh, medical mar- marijuana here, mm-hmm. um, what they said was that uh, Black and disadvantaged uh, uh, residents would actually get first dibs at it. And it was mm. because so many brothers ha- were uh, serving time. Right. Uh, for, uh, you know, the legacy market. Right. And uh, in order for them to kind of, you know, kind of make peace with with the atrocities, then uh, we would have first shot at it. That didn't last long. Because um, all I remember is I was in the process of completing my application. Mm-hmm. And uh, I waited for about maybe five months. I came back. Couldn't get in the space. That quick, wow. it didn't take long for us to be excluded. So, um, if you do f- come across opportunities to get into the space, even as an investor, you're still in the space and you don't have to touch anything, just invest, right? So you're not missing out on the multi billion dollar industry, mm. you're still able to get in. Right. Collectively. Right. Yes. Yeah, so um, that's mm. that's an, another effort. And, um, you know, we're just trying to be strategic about how we do things. And, um, you know, they want to exclude us, but we are we are we have to kick down the doors and figure out a way of, of, of doing it. But we have to do it together. Right. <clears throat> right. You know, again, another cliche, we either sink or swim together. That's really what's going on right now. And, you know, our people need to understand that there's no, even if we can't get all of us, the the more united we are, the safer we'll be. And the faster we can progress. Yes. Because you were telling me about this $250. If every black person, every melanated person in the United States put up $250 towards their liberation, what was the number we came up with, sister? 
uh, I'm getting ready to do the math for you right now. It wasn't even that. So, uh, let me tell you, Cam, we came mm -hmm. up with, uh, we know that the, the, the uh, population of, of uh, African-Americans here is incorrect, mm -hmm. even though they have us at 33.5 million, right? right. Um, at 33.5 million, Mm -hmm. And let's say everyone contributed uh, $10. Ooh, okay. That's $335 million. Mm. $335 million. And if we did 33.5 times 250, Mm-hmm. That's eight billion. Eight billion. That's eight billion three seventy-five. Mm. We have the power. We yep. have the capability. And it's different when you put those numbers in front of people to say that's it. Right. So you mean to tell me if everybody put up this amount of money that we're free? Right <laughs> now, now let me go out on a limb. Right, what if for one year, <laughs> every month, we put up that two fifty? Right. So now eight billion three seventy five times twelve. What's that? Nine. Nine six billion. 96 billion yes 96 billion dollars mm -hmm. at the end of one year mm -hmm. if we put up 250 250 dollars each that's it and we can find 250 dollars yes and especially if we're putting it towards something that benefits all of us then that money's just gonna recycle that's the other thing yes, you put that is. that first eight billion 375, imagine that, just that right there went to the co-op, that one-time payment, you know what I'm saying? Imagine what that would do for our collective prosperity because that's something tangible. That's something that we can measure very yes. easily. It's, it's right in front of us, I believe, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it's, it's called, it's called uh, building a nation. Thank you. That's what it's called, building a, nation. building a nation. And we have the wherewithal to do it. Um, we spend more than that on liquor, mm -hmm. weed, nails, mm -hmm. hair, um, uh, uh, clothes, labels. Mm -hmm. So could you imagine how much, yeah. how much they have made off of us? We've literally built dynasties that we can't even step a foot in the door. Can't even step in the door. Cindy said we what? Cindy, is that right? We spent two to she said we spent two to three trillion on Christmas. Yes. Folks. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Remember Blackout Day last year? Right. That was 1.3 trillion. On a Friday, oh one, on one, one Friday, 
one Friday. Listen, Black Santa Claus is turning in his grave right now. Yeah. That shit is disgusting. And then you know why they laugh at us? Now that you see why they laugh at us, mm -hmm. why do you think they call us monkeys? Right. Why do you think we are called animals? Because it's simple. The mm. mathematics is simple. Mm. The equation is simple. And we can't get it. We just can't get it right. Right. Just, just dummies. Just, uh, yeah. just Right. They're laughing at us because... Followers. We, 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 <laughs> just yeah. imagine we were just to do that for some... So that means we had, at, we had two to three trillion dollars yes. disposable income. Yes. Okay. Yep. That disposable income that we could just throw to the wind, mm -hmm. give to these motherfuckers. Uh, from us. And from that's us. from us. That's, black people, that's listen. Our black dollar. Black people our don't. Black dollar. Don't so. ever let anyone tell you we are not. We do not have money. We have money. We, we have money in the wrong places. Yep. Um, I didn't want to cut you off. Um, attorney out, a former attorney out Maddox said, "We black people are not poor. We are poorly organized." Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the key. So, for 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 all of the listeners out there. Mm -hmm. The math has been put in front of you. The simple math. Mm -hmm. To know exactly what we have the power to do. And it does not take long at all. We can have Black Wall Street in less than a year. We could have it in a few weeks. <laughs> in a few weeks. If we wanted to. That's the yes. crazy part. It's like, it's like Neo in the Matrix. You've seen the Matrix, right? Yes. It's like Neo in the Matrix. Like all he had to do was realize who he was. Then all that shit stopped, That's and it. ain't no bullets flying at me, nigga. Like I don't even need to block them. No, yes, <laughs> all he did. He didn't have to do none of that fancy ducking, but that none of that. No. no, that's all he said. No, and then they couldn't do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's how easy it would be if. It's we that could, easy. If we could just get our shit together. Yeah. Um, if we can stop following them. Right. That's the problem. If we can stop following them, detach, detach right. your minds, right. detach your movements, detach. Mm. They are listening to everything that is going on on those social mm -hmm. media platforms. Mm -hmm. If you're strategizing, they already know what the plan is before you even execute because before. they've heard it. Mm -hmm. Why would you not be on a private all black social media website where you can have these conversations freely right. and openly without having your um, privacy, your right to privacy um, violated over and over and over again? Right. Um, it, it, it makes no sense to me. You know, in I, I don't know what kind of a fog my people are in, but it's simple. The equation is simple. The methodology is simple. If we yeah. all put up the amount of money that we put in their pockets, we will have the exact same power or more. We'll have more power than them. 
Right. Because we're feeding their engines. We feed their engines. So let, let me let me bring you back to 1968, sister. Um, Dr. King dropped a statistic the night before he got killed. And it's no it's no wonder, it's no mystery why they don't play this speech for us every Dr. King day, every Black History Month. Dr. King said, if Black people collectively put their money together, we'd be the ninth to 10th wealthiest nation in the world. And he named the countries that we would be richer than. Mm -hmm. The ninth to 10th wealthy, wealthiest nation in the world. And he explained to us that with the boycotts, you have to have economic withdrawal, or you have the economic withdrawal, and with that, you have to build up your own financial institutions. You have to build up your own institutions, period. Yes. And that's the part of what we've been missing with all of this, where we, okay, we can protest in the streets, all that shit, but protesting isn't, isn't a strategy. It's a tactic to achieve an end. Protesting, the only purpose of protesting, as far as I can see it, is to show that these people will not respect your humanity and they, will, they, have, they have no respect for what you have to say. So once you protest, one, that's, you know, that's the First Amendment right. You can appeal to people's conscience, but in the end of the day, they don't have a conscience, so they don't care about your protest. They don't care. So what you do, okay, you don't care about our protest, withdraw your money from them and put it into yourself. Yeah. What happens now when you're putting that money into black America, whatever you want to call black America? Now that's a different conversation. Now they want to come to the table and talk to you and court you. Look look what the NFL did. NFL was disrespecting these brothers kneeling down, but now what? They're, they're, they're playing uh, the black national anthem before, uh, before they did how did that happen? Motherfuckers didn't even know there was a black national anthem until last year. My thing is this, Brother Cam, with all the millions of dollars our brothers are receiving to go up there and run that ball up and down fields and up and down the court, why haven't they joined ranks and started their own league? Right. Why not? Why haven't they? You would think, right? No, we're in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. The status. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it and that's all. It's the competition. Thank you. That's the grand scheme. But that's that, um, that's that uh, old slave mentality. Exactly. Divide and conquer. And as long as we're divided, we will always be conquered. Yup. So it's, uh, you know, it's very simple. The strategy is simple. Um, we pull our monies out of their pockets and they shrink. Yup. But as long as we're feeding the engine, they will, they'll have the power. And we'll keep asking for crumbs after we've given them the steak. Exactly. <laughs> we're giving them all the good stuff. We give them the steak. We, we give them prime ribs and then turn around and say, can I have a little bit of that back, sir? Right. Could, could you just cut that fat off that side yeah, and let me just, that. me and me and my friends, we'll just chew on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After giving them the entire steak. Right. And it makes no sense. And then we, we, as a race of people, have to realize that we were a commodity. Mm. That we were their biggest, longest, 
smartest investment mm. ever. Not were, we yep. are. We are. We are. We are. Their biggest investment ever and smartest investment. We are the investment that keeps giving and giving. Right. We are the commodity. We are the collateral. <laughs> right. When those banks, the Bank of America and Chase, uh, what do you call it? JP Morgan chasing all of them and Wells Fargo, they would, you know, they would loan into the plantation owners, but they said, if you default on this loan, you're going to give us your black people. You're going to give us your niggas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> collateral, and we'll That's figure out what we do with them. Property. And we still are property. Still are property. And we were never freedmen. Never, ever, right. ever, ever. If you read the 13th Amendment, it will tell you. Mm -hmm. Slavery has been abolished. Yes. Mm -hmm. Until they put the cuffs on you. Exactly. Except for. Except for. <laughs> as punishment for a crime. Punishment. Exactly. And they are hunt your ass down because they know exactly where you are. They've already positioned you in your communities. They know that you are either south of the railroad tracks, mm -hmm. <laughs> southeast, southwest. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, you're positioned. And they know when it's time to meet quotas at the end of the year, they know exactly what community to go to to shake it down. Mm -hmm. Flip it upside yep. down and flip some extra change out of it. Yep. Put speed cams all in your neighborhood. Yep. They, they know how to keep you broke. Even the clothing stores, even the clothing yes. stores they have. They said, no, nah, we want the people who are prone to, let's say, prone to committing certain crimes. We want y'all wearing a certain outfit so we know, so we know who to stop and frisk. When the time yes. to make those quarters. Oh, no, he's wearing those jeans from the store. Let's go fuck with him and see what he got in his pocket. Oh, you got a bag of weed. Oh, what you got all this money for? Oh. Yes. Yes. It, I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know what's wrong with my people. And I love my people. I love them mm -hmm. with a passion. Mm -hmm. I just wish they would wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's simple. It's simple to have our freedom. It's very simple. Right. And we have to right. unite. That's all. We have to step away from them for a minute. Just a minute. They never gave us an opportunity to heal. They right. never gave us an opportunity. We never had an opportunity to get the fuck over them nope. and what was nope. done. We nope. never had that opportunity. They're uh, always in our faces and in our business and we give them our business freely mm -hmm. so have you noticed that when foreigners come here to the united states they don't post up shop in white neighborhoods mm -hmm. they come right to the black neighborhoods mm -hmm. why we are the biggest consumers if they want if exactly. they want to get rich real quick if they want to get wax rich Come on over here and open up a hair salon. I mean, a beauty supply store or a nail salon yep. or a Chinese food restaurant yep. or a corner or store. gas station or a corner store. Mm -hmm. Move right to the black neighborhood. Yep. And guess what? We give them so much money. They can put a liquor store on each block. Thank you. And all of them will still get rich. Thank you. They call us liquid money for a reason. Yes, we are. You know, like I, I was just talking the other day, like, this one corner store by us, um, they, they, there was India, I guess there was Arabs running it, then there was Indians running it for a year, then the Indians, I guess, sold it back to the Arabs. The Indians got their lick. They got their, you know, $20,000, $30,000 a day, 
ten to let's say ten to twenty thousand dollars a day. That's life changing money right there, and then moved on to the next thing. They got yeah. there. Yeah, they yeah. Know, l- listen, but then there's another brother. There's a brother who owns a corner store. I don't know if he's doing as well. I don't know if he has the same connection. He bought it, you know, I think from some Arabs, but he doesn't have the same connections. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got that whole game sewn up. They sure where, do. Where, the, you know, you got the guy that brings the snacks, the guy that brings the drinks. They're all Arab. You know what I'm saying? Or it's an Arab company or a drug Indian company, whatever it is. They got that whole supply chain down. Yes, they sure do. <laughs> and you know what they do? They tag team each other as they're running trains on the commun- on the black community. Thank you. Ooh, thank you, sister. I love it. Thank you. Yes. That's what they're doing. Running yes. the trains on thank every you. black community. You'll mm. see one come out, come get their money, and then yep. you'll see the same operation under new management yep exactly under new management and it's not black people that they're not selling us they're they're moving to our neighborhoods and will not sell to us we can't buy a building we can't even lease a building right they will tag team each other as they are (laughs) rear-ending us right and we and we bend over for them though and 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 the new thing i see now is you see the young Arab dudes out there flossing and you know with their beamers or whatever and their chains mm-hmm. because they're getting that money from the corner store. They're getting that corner store money. So yeah. now they're not like their fathers and their grandfathers, you know, more humble, you know, come to work. Nah, these dudes are outside flossing, blasting music now, flaunting what they're getting off for your black ass. Yeah. And I just want everybody to envision this just in your mind. Every time you look at them when they move into your community mm-hmm. and you walk in their store, just think of them looking in your face and saying, shut up, nigga, and give me your money. Yes, because that's what's going on, sister. Yes, <laughs> shut <laughs> up, <laughs> nigga, and just give me your money. <laughs> you understand? Now, if you wouldn't allow them to say those words to you, why the fuck would you allow them to do it to you? Mm. Thank you. And, it makes no sense. And and in the spirit of what you're saying too, so Cindy sent me a list. Thank you, super producer. Sent me a list of black spending habits. Okay, tobacco. We put three point eight billion dollars into their pockets. Whiskey, wine, and beer. Three billion. <clears throat> Non-alcoholic. Two two point eight billion. That's how much money we put into these people's pockets a year. Yes. Leisure time spending. Three point one billion dollars. Toys, games, and pets, $3.5 billion. Telephone services, $18.6 billion. These are separate billions of dollars, separate yes. industries, billions of dollars. Yes. Gifts, $10 billion charitable contributions. What? We're putting in 10 billions of dollars in charity? Yes. 17 That's point, the church. That's the church. There you go. 17 point three billion dollars in health care oh excuse me in health care 23.6 billion yeah we are little liquid gold thank you cindy said liquid gold that's what yes. they call us yes. liquid gold god yes. damn and and here's the thing and they don't have an ounce of respect for ignorance nope and we are ignorant and i'll say it you can't how else can you explain this right how else can you explain you going to work for them 
Mm-hmm. Every your paycheck goes right back to them. First right. of all, before you even get to cash it, they already skimmed some off the they top. They already skimmed some off the top. And then you have whatever's left, your net. You go and you cash that. Now you got to pay your landlord or you got to pay your mortgage. That goes right back to them. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay your light bill, your water bill. That goes right mm-hmm. back to them. <clears throat> what the fuck are you working for? For them, right? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They give you the check, you give it right back to them. Right, right. And then whatever left and whatever you could have left to invest in your black businesses and trying to build your own community, you yes. give that to them too. Yep, because our people, they, they're not, they're thinking that they're investing in their sanity when they go to party and buy alcohol and all these other things to numb themselves, right? To numb ourselves, at the end of the week, shit, they done took all the rest of my money. Let me just go go to the club. Let me go get this bottle. Let me go get this bag of weed <laughs> and numb, my, numb myself for the next two days before I have to go back to this plantation. Wow. Like you said, we're giving it back to them. We're giving it all to them. We're giving it all back to them. got to do it all again the next week. Like I said, we are they, their uh, wisest, longest investment. Mm-hmm. It was very wise for them to come and find some slaves to build their nation. Right. And to not only that, but create a system that has us locked in that we continue to build their nation. <laughs> They're very smart. They are yeah. very, you got to give it to them. They are yeah. sharp as shit. Yep. But we're smarter. We know how to beat each other. Right. Every day. We know how to hustle each other every day. Day. But we don't take that same intelligence outside. It's like, <laughs> like the illest training ground in the world. Like if just one day we were like, hold on. Let's try this on somebody else. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you understand? We'd be unstoppable. We'd Brother be unstoppable. Sam, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> let me tell you how how amazing our black people are, right? Mm-hmm. You can take a brother off the corner, mm-hmm. put him in a suit, take him to corporate, and Say, for instance, he has a fake-ass resume. He lied mm-hmm. on his resume. He mm-hmm. got a degree in this, that, engineering. Or right, whatever. right. <laughs> you, can, you can put that same, that brother with no college education, no degree, in a position as a, 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 a CEO, mm-hmm. and he'll run the fuck out of that company. You understand yep. me? And they'd be none the wiser. None the wiser. That's how that's how sharp our brothers and sisters are. Mm-hmm. We're very creative, we're very innovative, and they capitalize off of that. Mm-hmm. But why do it for them? Right. Why not do it for us? Right. Because someone like that, maybe he or she is not looking at 
looking at it as doing it for them. It's looking at it, no, I'm getting over on them. It's like, hold on. Use that same intelligence and put it into your people, brother or sister. Yes. Give That's it all to us. We give deserve it. All it. To us. Give it we all to us. We deserve it. We deserve all of that intelligence out there. We deserve mm -hmm. it. We 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 came a long way mm -hmm. to get it. But why allow them to continue to capitalize not just off of our intelligence, but off of all off of the blood, the sweat, and the tears along with that. Why give it right. to them? Right. Well, I think it's an education thing too, because it's like who's educating these children? Like the way I look at it, sister, I look at it, if we could get our shit together five to 10 years to completely turn everything around, like in the, the realest sense of the word, five to 10 years, it would take work. And I think, okay, put it, I'll put it like this. I feel like we need a, five, a collective five to 10 year plan, but if we start to implement it, it will probably happen a lot faster than five to 10 years. It'll probably turn around in like two years. I have a plan. <laughs> you listen i've been sitting on a plan for two years i'm listening but i i you know we're not going to speak at it speak on it all over this line okay but um it all it takes is us to really get together and um you know we do it all legally mm -hmm. it's not illegally it's legally we have the right, right to um uh congregate Mm -hmm. we, we have the right to, um, you know, put measures in place for our own communities. Mm -hmm. We have the right to do that. We could, we could do that openly. Right. But they don't know. How, they don't need to know how we do mm. it. That's the difference. Mm. They don't need to know how. It's legal, though. Ooh, you see that? The, the art of war. Sun Tzu says people, he says, paraphrase, he says people know I attain victory, but they don't know by which form I attain. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I win, but you don't I'll know shy. how I win. I exactly. <laughs> I'll shy. And we can do it. I, I just know we can, and it's mm -hmm. our time. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I have that fear about our food. Mm -hmm. um, we need to get over that hurdle first and foremost. Um, that's the most important thing on on the agenda is to save that last 10% that we have. And that's easy to do. It's really easy. So I'm going to put that out there one more time. 2020 mm -hmm. Farmers Co-op. That's C-O-O-P dot com. Mm -hmm. 2020 Farmers Co-op dot com. Please hit us up. Please just join. I don't care. Sign out the little form so I have your name. I can reach out. I can contact you. We can have, you know, we can chop it up. We could talk about some shit. What can you bring mm -hmm. to the table? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. Just uh, don't just bring it to the table. I'm on right now. I'm on the website right now. I'm on. I'm just <laughs> as we're talking. I appreciate that. This. I appreciate you. Definitely uh, need to. Um, yeah, this is it, you know, because again, the whole reparations conversation is going on right now, but this is our reparation. Like, and, and you know, I did an interview with, with Dr. Umar Johnson and, you know, 
again, he concurred like, if we got our shit together, we wouldn't need to beg for reparations. Yeah. Our reparations are right here, like literally in our laps and in our banks. But we are so, you know, at each other's <laughs> not paying attention and fucking want to dance all the time. Like, nigga, stop dancing. <laughs> stop sucking and jiving. Stop all that shit. Stop all that shit. I, I could go on. Oh my You're gosh. just putting on a show for them. We out there putting on all kinds of shows. Thank we, you. We busting it open. Oh. We, we, wait, what is it called? Whopping. We whopping. Right, right. Really the wop. We got the wop lady sisters with the wop now. <laughs> Wow, like we don't need to know all that. We know y'all got the good sisters. Like <laughs> I, I'ma put it like this. Mm -hmm. you, you, we ain't got shit to celebrate. Right. <laughs> the dance about it ain't no we nah. shit to celebrate. If we are doing any dancing, it should be some motherfucking rituals. Thank you. Thank you. It, be, it should be some spiritual rituals, some awakenings of our ancestors. Let's get it. The only dancing that should be going on should be war dances, war yeah, okay. drumming. You know what I'm saying? Every song, you should be waking up those spirits inside of you. Let's go. Get ready for war yeah. right now. You get ready for war to get ready for the work that needs to be done. That's yes. the type of dancing that we need. We need the only dancing that should be done should be the healing dances. You know That's what I'm it. saying? Like that dances. Like when we come back from war, there should be some people dancing. You know the maroons in Jamaica? Yes. When the warriors would come back, when the warriors would come back from battle and they would injure, they had ritualistic dancers who would dance over them to heal them up. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they would heal yes. their wounds. They had people it's, dancing it's, over them. It's, it's called culture. It's called mm -hmm. heritage. Right. And and we so far removed, we think this American shit is our culture. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you you know how you have that conversation with our brothers and sisters sometimes and they're like, I'm not African. I'm American. Mm -hmm. Nigga, I'm American is a colony. Right. <laughs> you're you're, right. you're, you're a, not a colony. Right. You're a colony. That's what What's you your race? What's right. your race? You're African. Right. Thank you. African. And everyone, you're not a colony. And everyone can see it but us. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, I could go into all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, even people who, you know... But yeah, we got our black Native Americans. But hold on. Are you a Native American who has been here for thousands and thousands of years? Are you an African who was over here chilling when the Europeans arrived? Yes, already here. Because <laughs> there's a lot of that too. It was, was already here. There Africans that came. Here. They were chilling. <laughs> they knew where their home was, but they were chilling here. And yep. oh, slavery. Oh, yeah. I got caught on the wrong side of the water. Yep. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. Exactly, but uh, other people know who we are, and that's mm -hmm. the point. Other people know who we are. They look at us. They don't see the distinctions and and the separation that that our people tend to see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we got many different tribes amongst us, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But look at the different Jews, right? Because I always use the Jews as, as the example because. The, the Ashkenazis, you got the Ashkenazis, you got the uh, what the fuck are they called? Not the Seraphim, the uh, the, the, the right, the Hasidic, right? You got all these different ones, you got all these different ones coming from Israel, but even the ones in Israel, they're from Poland, they're from Germany, they're from Austria, they're from the east, you know what I'm saying, Eastern Europe, Russia, 
all these different places, but they all look at each other as one people. They don't make the same distinction. And when they're talking about their reparations and what's owed to them, they don't make the distinction between each other. They all rock together. They, they don't know all, they yeah. don't even all get along with each other. No. Nope. Sephardic, that's the other one, the Sephardic, the dark ones. They don't uh, get along. okay, yeah. They don't get along with each other before the purpose of their geopolitical strategy, they rock with each other and they're linked arm in arm. Yeah. <laughs> they all have their eye on the same prize. Thank you. You fuck with one, you fuck with all of us. All of period. They are, they all, you know, we we need our own sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. Too. Um, because we are indigenous as well. Thank you. So if other indigenous races can have their own sovereign nation, mm -hmm. why the fuck can't we? Right. We're sitting right. here, we're asking them for some reparations when we can give it to ourselves. And we give it to ourselves by not giving it to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, Plain and simple. Why just, you don't just, give you why are you giving them your money and then turn around and asking them for some money back? Thank Stop you. it. Stop. Thank if you. you owe me something, right? Like say for instance, um, you owe me. Am I gonna come and put some money in your hand? Hell no. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. What do I look what? You know, mommy ain't raised no fools. Thank <laughs> but be we real foolish out here. Right. We are real foolish. Because I know if we were on the street with each other, that's cold. You owe me. I wish right. like hell I would put another. You won't get another brown cent out of me. You owe me some shit. You understand? There so you know. if they owe us, why are they getting our money? Mm -hmm. I ain't got nothing for you. What I'm you getting ready to give you side eye. I'm looking at you over my shoulder. Get out of here. I don't have nothing for you. See, I feel like what you just said, I feel like more stuff we got to put through the black lens. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was another black person doing that to you, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have this conversation sometimes um, where, where you see how it is, like, we're always ready to go with our own people, right? We're always ready to fight our own people, but we're not yeah. ready to fight anyone else. Not as a collective, you know what I'm saying? You might let that white man and that white woman slide. You might let that Asian slide, even though they're doing crazy shit to yeah. your people. But if another black person does it, then you ready to go. What? You and got I the just, earrings off, the Vaseline right. is on. Thank you. And <laughs> I, you know, came to the conclusion, one of my peoples came to the conclusion, like, nah, we're always ready. Because look, I can walk down the street minding my business, looking as non-threatening as possible. And I see, you know, these white folks cowering to the side. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just walking. <laughs> I'm just minding my business. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Looking Karen. scared, looking, right. looking scared, looking nervous, looking whatever it is. And I'm just over there minding my black business, walking down the street, right? Walking down the sidewalk. But we, we inherently we know who we are and we know our power and we know that those people ultimately are not a threat to us and the only person who would even be a formidable challenge would be another one of our people yeah but that's been taught you know what i'm saying 
Like, yeah. why, why is my brother a challenge to me? I look at that brother, I say, oh no, okay, you know, that's, that's, an, that's another thorough brother, that's another thoroughbred brother right there. <laughs> why is that my opponent? Why can't I just, you know what I'm saying? We don't have any pride in who we are. We, we don't have any pride at all um, in us being this race of people that are hated and is always under attack. We just mm -hmm. don't. We should be a race of people that walk around this motherfucker and say, we built this shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. This is our shit right here right. and because we built it. So I should be able to walk down the sidewalk because... We built this city. We mm -hmm. built this whole nation. So mm -hmm. why have that that um, disdain hanging over our heads as if we should be ashamed of our behavior, we should be ashamed of our culture, the skin of the, you know the color of our skin. Um, right. They beat us down and made us feel a certain type of way. So if we don't love each other, I mean, if we don't love ourselves, we can't love the next. Mm. We can't. Right. And right. we're not loving ourselves. We're not happy to be this race of people that's hated. They've made us feel like, damn, what the fuck is wrong with us? That all of y'all hating on us? The Asians, white. Um, you have some of our brown people hating on us now. You understand what I'm saying? So we're getting it from all over that we are the worst. Right. The worst ever. You know right. what I mean? They want they want to annihilate us still to this day. Why? And there's no way that a person, anyone, can walk around and be like, yeah, I'm the shit. All of them hate me. Mm. Nah, right. there's no way that you can feel like that. Right. But we shouldn't feel that way because all of them want to be us. Right. All of them idolize our culture. They idolize who we are. They capitalize off of us like a mug. We mm -hmm. should be very, very proud of who we are. You got the white girls getting butts. Right. <laughs> you, got them with, you got them rocking like the, they rocking lace fronts and they mm -hmm. got straight hair, but mm -hmm. we rock a lace front and it's nice and full and fluffy. So they go get a lace front because they want to look like us. They go tan, mm -hmm. they sit in the sun for hours knowing they're getting cancer. It don't right. matter, but they want it so badly. Right, they'll deal with the consequences they of that. They deal with the consequences, but they emulate us. They're dancing like us, rapping mm. like us, singing like us, talking like us. Why the fuck are we allowing them to manipulate our minds so much mm. that when we should be a proud people, happy being black, as they call us, a melanated. Right. We should be happy. And right. we're not. Mm -hmm. We're not. But I say, not, you know, nothing personal. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. 
is what I say. And I mean this um, right. with every breath in me. Anybody that doesn't like me, you ain't got to love me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't got to love me. Mm -hmm. Just respect me. Right. That's Just all. Respect me. Just respect and, me. And something I'm always questioning, like oh, I feel there's a fine line between respect and fear. And sometimes they're indistinguishable yeah. because, you know, okay, if you don't respect me, fear me enough not to fuck with me. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'll take either one. Yeah. But don't fuck with me. <laughs> That's all I care about, you know, so I can go along my merry black way and not even have to worry about anyone molesting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. know how many times when I'm out and about. I may see the police harassing a brother or sister and say, ah, right, now I got to take time out of my day to make sure that they treat my brother and my sister right. Yeah. And just the <laughs> presence, just our presence alone is enough to make them act a little bit differently. Uh, and this, I always tell my brothers, man, like brothers, you see the police, especially when it comes to our sisters, you know, you see the police treating our sisters a certain way. Oh, man. Just, just make yourself present. You don't have to say shit. Man, there's been several situations where I saw the police trying to hem up a sister, you know? So I just went and, you know, I just moseyed my ass on over there and I stood right there, right there, close enough that I could grab a motherfucker, but silent, didn't say anything. He just stood there, just watched. And I'll let you know, like they treated that, they treated that sister a lot differently in both in every one of those situations. Yeah. They treat the sisters a lot differently because they don't know if I know they don't know if I know them. They don't know who I am. They don't know if I'm crazy. They don't know what it is. But something about the presence alone lets them know, nah, let me treat this situation a little bit differently. Let me exercise a little restraint just in case. <laughs> well, I'm going to challenge you. I, uh -huh. I'm going I'm to I'm challenge you. I'm going to challenge all the viewers mm -hmm. that, you know, when we step into their neighborhood, that's their neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They let you know that, right? Mm -hmm. What's your name? Where do you live? Right. What are you doing here? Let me see right. your ID. Yeah. So when you're in your neighborhood, that's your neighborhood. Mm. You don't have to ask permission to go and check on your, your fellow neighbor or fellow resident or brother or sister. You don't need that permission. That's your neighborhood. Right. So you have every right to go over there and say, what is this about? Officer, right. what's your name? What's your name? Can I see you? What, what's it? Can I see your badge number? Um, I live here. She lives here. Mm -hmm. Same thing they do to us. That's why I say we have to start lifting our heads up, walking around in this entire country, knowing that we built it. Right. And feeling like we own this. Right. We have to feel that way. We have to, same way they do. This is their country. Fuck that. We were here first. Right. It's ours. It's ours. Tell How many... How many of their ancestors came over in the 1800s? You know what I'm saying? 
How many? Because you know, Dr. King talked about that the land grants and all that. They came yeah. over here. They, they, uh, America after the Civil War imported Europeans over here and told them to expand west and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Gold rush happened in the the 1840s, 1849. Okay, that's late in the game. 1849, mm -hmm. slavery was damn near over. Okay, yeah. that means the expansion west. The actual expansion west happened in the late 1800s, all right? That wasn't that long ago in the No, state, it wasn't. Right, sister? That wasn't that long ago in the greater scheme of things. They imported a whole bunch of Europeans over here, according to Dr. King, <clears throat> and they gave them these land. Uh, you remember that? I think there was a Tom Cruise movie. I can't remember what it was called. But where they were all expanding west, where they, you know, they got on their, you know, like the Oregon Trail shit. They got on their horse and carriage and they moved out west and, you know, Indians were probably already dead or moved off their land. And, you know, I stick my claim right here. You put your know, fucking spike in the ground and that is your claim. That is your land. That is their land. And then they were given, um, uh, they were given grants. They were given grants and, and then low interest loans to actually develop that farmland. And then they were given grants to uh, mechanize that farmland. And then, then they were given uh, grants to educate themselves on how to farm, all that shit. And then eventually they started getting paid not to farm that farmland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is wicked since they got here. This is the history of this nation. Wicked since they have here. Here. And, and, and and not just here in the United States, but in other countries as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not just here, but we just have to, you, you can't keep wanting to fuck with bad people. You right. can't keep wanting to do business with bad people. When you already know they're not in your favor. If we do that to each other in our own community and we got to live amongst each other, it's tight. Right. right. If you if you you could um steal a shot out of my bottle and I ain't talking to you, I ain't fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We cut each other off for minor shit. Mm -hmm. For minor but, shit, sister. Yeah. For minor shit. But we don't. We can't cut them off. No. Why? Because it, going back to the Haitian Revolution, because. Our people have not killed that little white man in their head. <laughs> That's why they haven't killed the little white man inside of them. And until they do that, they're never going to free themselves from that, what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, not in, as far as our allies, those who identify, um, it's not to be cruel. And 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 uh, heartless, like you know, fuck all of them, whatever. Um, because we don't have any hate in us like that. Not not on right. that level. Not that on, that's no. not that's not our genetic makeup. Right. We ain't built like that. Right. But um, we do need to step away from them for a while, and let us focus on building over here. Like like, just give us some me time, <laughs> please. I, I've Let's been get some me time. I've been, I've been saying it for some years now, Africa, African people, melanated people, we need a little splendid isolation. Yes. You, you, you remember when Britain did that? They did their splendid isolation. They said, okay, we done had slavery for a little while. 
We're going to fall back and we're going to do this industrial revolution. We're going to have our splendid isolation. I think that shit lasted yeah. like 50 years or something like that. Yeah. 50 years where they, you know, they just kind of caught themselves, got their thing together. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get to know each other all over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we need. Africa, Africa, we need a splendid isolation. Yeah. Where we're not fucking with nobody. Nobody's fucking with us. No. And That's see, it. Just leave what, us alone. Leave us alone. Let, let us cultivate a generation of children who are not facing a certain level of oppression, wars, yeah. famine, raping and pillaging. You know, is that asking a lot or is that like regular human shit? That sounds like some old regular smeggler to me. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, I want my kids to grow up safe, have education, you know. Uh, <laughs> Go to a nice school. You know what I'm saying? Achieve their highest level of manifestation. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what, son? You know what, daughter? Yes, you can do that thing yeah. you want to do. <laughs> latest, latest technology. And guess what? According to the math we did, we can afford it. <laughs> right. Thank we you. Can we, we can actually afford it. Yes. <laughs> we sure could. You know. You know, we can we can see all of that in over the next five years as mm -hmm. a plan. Start buying up some land. Let's get together together. Buy land because um they sure are buying the hell out of some land over here. We need to, we need to hurry up so we there's some left for us. Um, right. So have a little something. See, so I just wanted to hit these comments real quick. Again, Cindy was saying Trump's family got rich because the gold in because of the gold rush by selling horse meat and prostitution. Good old capitalism. Golly, horse <laughs> meat and prostitution. They weren't even selling cows. They were selling horses and pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it can, oh. the horses the horses can transport it back and forth. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Go pick escort service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. She says, "Bad Haiti." Uh, Cindy says, "Bad enough." Haiti winning the war meant them losing the battle and paying the French till now. That's right. They had to pay the French reparations. Yeah. French were not feeling that. And Haiti, Haiti, they beat the French, the Spanish, and the British. Yep. All three of the greatest superpowers and the greatest militaries of the time. They beat all of them. Yep. You know, she said the dream is a nightmare, Cam. That, yeah, that, that's yeah. a fact. That part. That's a fact. Uh-huh. That part. Yeah. And it's, um, it's unbelievable what's going on. And you know, I but I gotta give it to them, man. We playing checkers and they're playing chess. Mm -hmm. and we, we so we're so beat down as a people. It's like shit, lift your motherfucking head up, rise up. Right, exactly. Y'all like, not sleep. Come on, we awake. There's we're awake. No, no other place to go but up at this point. I feel yes. Like. <laughs> you know that's yeah, how yeah. that's how bad I see it at this yeah. point. We we all we have to go is up, like you said. Lift your head up, just pick it up, pick yeah. it up, and just see something different. Yeah, just know who you are. Yeah, just you need to know who you are. <clears throat> you built this whole entire nation. Your ancestors did this. This was theirs. Yeah, they built it. Right. No matter no matter what their intentions were as far as us coming over here as cattle, it doesn't matter what they call us. 
Mm-hmm. Look at what we did. Right. And Look we survived. Yeah. And we're here. They didn't get us. They didn't, in the end of the day, they, they couldn't kill us. They couldn't get rid of us. They couldn't nothing. Mm-mm. All they could do over hundreds of years was subjugate us. Yeah. They just pumped fear. Mm-hmm. Just put, you know, just a lot of fear. So for them, you know, they're saying you, to make a point, sometimes you got to leave a body in the court. Mm. They kept leaving bodies in the court as reminders. Mm. So, you know, that's called buck breaking. Right. And that's exactly what happened. So now that we know better now. Today we know better. A lot of us are awake. Um, we just got to keep pushing the message. Letting everybody know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to hit on this timetable, too, because 2025, you know, a lot is kind of revolving around 2025 and even how this land is being used. And I think it's important to this conversation. We've talked about it on this show in the past. But I just wanted to, you know, like I said, I was going to, you know, kind of throw some things your way. And the 2025 thing, one, there's a whole war that I guess these people have in store for 2025. So that's one thing that's in that's in the preparations right now. You know, that's, um, they have this Agenda 2030, UN Agenda 2030. And so 2025 is, you know, almost that's five years from that point. So I believe 2025 is a benchmark. But they also have this thing, the Deagle forecast. The Deagle forecast. And this is some information that came out around 2015 where they said Deagle, it's, um, it's like a defense contractor type of it's a culmination of a whole bunch of information like cia and department of energy and you know they track military spending basically and according to deagle back in 2015 they said by 2025 the u.s would have 80 percent fewer people 80 percent fewer people by 2025. Hmm. And that came out in what year? Came out around 2015. That's funny because that's the same year that they gave a patent to a Richard, uh, I can't remember his last name. Um, He was awarded the patent for COVID. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It was a patent. 2015 it was issued. Okay. There was many of them. Um, racing for a patent. And the reason why they couldn't get a patent, I think they first started filing back in 2014. Right. And, um, you know, um, you cannot claim to own a, a deadly infectious disease. How can you own it? You understand what I'm saying? Right. But, um, what they did was find the loophole and instead of saying, okay, we own a deadly disease, what they put in the paperwork is that we own the research done on a deadly 
infectious disease, a deadly virus. And we will continue, we are continuing to, you know, conduct more research um, as far as I think a cure as well. Hmm. So they put a patent on the research, Hmm. but it's a patent in 2015. Wow. Okay. See? So, and then 2025 also, so... December 31st, 2024 is the end of the international decade for people of African descent. We've basically been in this since about January 1st, 2015. And it is a 10 year period where melanated people are being honored and where I believe where we are supposed to receive our reparations if we're going to get reparations from those who were involved in slavery and racism. It's already been established at the UN that we are owed reparations. The UN established this years ago, but we never got the memo. And we haven't, of this thus far, we haven't been organized enough to demand what the world says we are owed. So, uh, again, just 2025, all these different things kind of, it seems like comes to a head at, at 2025. And I feel we really need to get our stuff together way before 2025. And that, that was about to say that. <laughs> way before 2025. Uh, I think now's a good time. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah, now's a good time. It, it, we got, because we, we, you, go you have to keep in mind um, we have a lot of construction. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of building, um, and we have to take it seriously. I'm, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just saying this because I like to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm tired of seeing us in a struggle and being right. attacked and disrespected. When I know how I, how much I love you, mm-hmm. and I want you to love yourselves the same way, and I know what we deserve. And I know that we can make it happen. So it's my passion to continue to have these conversations with my brothers and sisters. And it's not to beat you in the heads and all of this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just to let you know who you are. Just that's it. As long as you know who you are. Why would you fuck with people who don't like you? Right. Over and over. You don't do it in the hood. Right. We don't have to play the game anymore. We don't have to play the game anymore. The game has got it has been deadly. And we don't have to participate mm-hmm. in a deadly game. Exactly. We can just step away from it, mind our own business, um, continue to do our work, work for right now, make your money. Um, but invest your money in your own communities, in your own people. That's what you have to do. Right. Exactly. Um, sister, it's coming towards the end of the program. You got anything that you want to leave the people with? Yes. Join 2020farmerscoop.com. And get in this fight to save the last 10% of our farmland and our food supply. Um, We got to get ahead of this now. 
And I thank you, Brother Cam, Sister Cindy, amazing powerhouse of a sister. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I thank you, Brother, for such a wonderful show and inviting me to the platform for us to have this um, this this uh, vibing ass conversation. Seriously, <laughs> this is like skimming the surface too. You know, I hope you can come back and we can talk some more because you know there's so much more, so much to unpack with all this. But I think you know yeah. it's important that you know your message is consistent as far as we need to get on this farmland, we need to join this uh, co-op. And we need to get organized and, and just, you know, all hands on deck, like wherever people can participate in what's going on, do so. Chip in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to thank you for coming through and spending this time with me this evening, spending this time with us. <laughs> in all of Thanks our the audience for hanging in there with us. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. You're Thank quite you. welcome anytime, and it's an honor. It would be a pleasure to come back. Thank you. So, you know, and we, we'll definitely, I'll be in touch for sure. Absolutely. I'll be in touch for sure. Absolutely. Well, peace, and enjoy the rest of this morning. Right. Thank you. <laughs> you gave me a lot to think about. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Take care, right, everyone. Sister. Have a good night. Love you all. Thank you. Love you, sister. Peace. Peace. Folks, that was Sister Jackie Q. Hope you were tuning in and um, and caught that conversation. You know, it's so necessary right now. You know, as I was preparing for the show today, I, I was coming on with the intention to talk about solutions. You know, you know how we do. We pose, we pose. Um, We'll go do some news with you, talk about the things that are going on. And we, we'd like to give people solutions if they're available. This, this is, uh, just like Sister said, we're in a war right now. And so you, you have to treat it that way. And it, it's not a war with guns, you know? It's not guns. It's not bombs being dropped. It's it's a lot more cunning than that. You know, we're we're being attacked through the food, through the water supply, through the television, through the uh, miseducation, through social engineering, through religion. So many different angles that we're being attacked, and you know, you have to have your head on a swivel at all times because. You have a whole bunch of people out there who are operating basically on some form of automatic, you know, these NPCs, these non-playable characters, where they're not as aware, it seems like they're not as aware of their actions or they don't care. Like, yeah, I know a lot of y'all probably saw the video where it was a shootout. It wasn't really a shootout, it was a shooting where another brother ran up on another brother broad daylight and the one dude runs behind two children and these are like small children these were like they looked like they were single digit children like up to the waist height children and this dude runs you know around the children and so you got the guy who runs amongst the children to get away and then the other guy 
who's shooting while the children are right there. And then the sister, she grabbed up her little brother or her little sister and would just, you know, over him while this guy right next to her is being shot. Okay? Like, whatever's going on right now, it might be that mind virus shit that we've been talking about in this network for so long. But whatever it is, you know, we're dealing with with people who are seriously mentally and psycho-spiritually afflicted by something. I'd like to think that we can wake everybody up, but don't gamble on that. You know, don't don't put too much hope in that. Maybe if that's where you want to put your, you know, manifestation energy, that's cool. But in these times, you want to focus on self. You want to focus on your people, your loved ones. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm in a place right now in life where I'm not going to argue with people. I'm not going to fuss with people. I did. I done had my arguing years, you know, early 2000s, 2001, 2000. That's when I was doing that shit. You know, I did it for a few years, but then I soon realized, like, some people don't want to be convinced, and that's okay, because maybe it's not for them. Maybe they're going to wake up later, but we don't have the luxury of time, and I feel like I don't have the luxury of time to try to convince people at this point. You either get it or you don't get it. If you get it, then you can ride with me. If you don't get it, I'm sorry for you. I don't know what to tell you. Go back and listen to the archives of On The Wake Up Radio, you know, because that's as much as I'm going to run my mouth in these times right now. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know, you know what time it is right now. It's my man. Always says it's later on the clock than you think. Move with intention in these times, ladies and gentlemen. And don't be afraid. Or better yet, be fearless. Be fearless in these times because fear is another weapon that's being used against people. And if you are filled with fear, then you are not thinking clearly. You are not processing information clearly. If you're if you're processing information through the filter of fear, then you're not going to accurately see the picture. Just want to leave y'all with that. Thank you all for tuning in. Big shout out to all the listeners who tune in and keep us going. Big shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family. Big shout out to my, my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. 
Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dean. Cindy Ashley Ducks. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.